Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, family? The most exciting news in sports on today is what the Milwaukee Bucks did yesterday. Dame Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they made their debut together. Dame Lillard, 39 points, and the Bucks won 118 to 117. But I have to show you how in the world they got there, just in case you missed it. Let's roll the tape. You got to remember, final 18 points. Giannis and Dame Lillard scored. You'll see it right there. Giannis, he gets the two, and then moments later, moments later, Giannis gets the board, he kicks it, Dame Lillard, tray ball. Now all of a sudden, Bucks, 105. Then moments later, Giannis running down the court, full steam ahead, layup, and one misses the free throw, but we not worried about it. Bucks, 107, Dame Lillard, uh-oh. Step back, yeah. Foul call, I'ma take all one, two, three of those free throws. Bucks, 110. Remember I told you, 18 straight points, the Milwaukee Bucks. Dame Lillard and Giannis combined four. That's another and one. Don't worry about it. You ain't got to ask about it. Now, Dame Lillard, you need a bucket. Got to get a bucket. The Sixers won a seven-point run, and Dame Lillard stepped back three. That's 116. Then Giannis, former defensive MVP, block shot. I need that, and Dame Lillard is going to close out the game with two just casual free throws. Don't worry about a thing. The final 18 points they scored in case you missed the tape look at it again in real time the final 18 points of the game were a result of the combination dame lillard Giannis Antetokounmpo. what i didn't show you to get to 100 they doubled dame dame kicked it crowder three and then it just rolled from there i was ecstatic watching the performance Giannis Antetokounmpo, dame lillard 39 points and they scored the final 18 but shady break it down for me they put me on notice i told you we knew what they was gonna do together but I was so pleasantly surprised. Did Dame, Giannis, the Bucks, did they put the league on notice? Yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, that was my sixth year, so I was watching the game closely. <laughs> they, they don't have any weaknesses, right? Ooh. And the, the sad part is, like, they are just getting together. Mm-hmm. Even, even, like, small things, like, they were looking, like, sometimes with Dame, Giannis, are you going? Am I going? Who's going to go? And then after a while, it just came organic. The thing about, I like about this game is he didn't force anything. When a game, a debut game like this, you think he might shoot a lot of threes, trying to shoot a lot of shots. No, he went in spurts. Mm-hmm. If you really watch the game, he went in spurts where he ran through the offense, right? And then after a while, he took over. And yep. he, he had 14, 13, 14 points in a certain um, yep. point of the time. Late in the game, another one. Yes, a couple points at a time. And, and it just shows you how good this team's going to be. When Giannis can't get off, you know, he was doing very, very well, right? But then... When Embiid kind of like locked in and we got late in the game, Embiid mm-hmm. did a good job of playing the def- defense. Yep. No double teams, big on big. He couldn't bully Embiid. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Mm. Do they have a, a break? They have a stall? Nah. 
It's Dame time. Dame, yeah. Dame started cooking threes. They started doing the thing with, the, with Curry, Steph Curry. But when he um, passed the half court, they had the two screens there. Mm-hmm. He was killing that. Mm-hmm. Right side, left side, trade ball to the hoop. So I love what they're doing. It's going to be tough for my Sixers to, to, to beat them. Mm. It's going to be tough for anybody to beat there them. There we go. To put numbers there to it, go. 17 points is what Dame Lillard had in the second quarter. Mm. Then James Jones, 14 points is what yeah. Dame Lillard had in the final quarter. Yeah. So like Shady was saying, Dame Lillard showed up in spurts. He absolutely did. It was a brilliant Picasso-esque on the basketball court type of performance from that combination. I yeah. see Hoodie James is in full yeah, effect. Yeah, Hoodie, hoodie it's James. Good to see, yeah. It's good to see Hoodie James. <laughs> James, what did you make of the performance? Oh, man, this was impressive. This, this, this right here was impressive. As I was watching the game, I, was, I thought about Joy talking about consistency, right? Because mm-hmm. when they stepped on the basketball court, these dudes look like they've been on the basketball court with each other for a minute, yeah. right? And I was watching the game, and I'm like, I would love to play with a superstar like Giannis. And what I mean by that is zero selfishness. If it's Dame time, it's Dame time. I don't care what I, I've accomplished. I'm all about winning. He was trying to find Dame to get him the basketball other than take, take this game over. But watching the game, I talked about just the, check, the checklist that Dame Lillard had to, had to go off of, right? And number one on my checklist was be aggressive. 39 of them things, but 17 for 17 from the free throw line. That's attacking the basket. Obviously, people can't guard you because he got fouled a couple times on the three-point line, but that's aggressive from the start, from, from the tip. And then you say... Lead the second unit. 15 mm-hmm. points when Dame Lillard was in there and Giannis was on the bench. That's leading the second unit, making sure, hey, man, this team is going to be okay, right? You can get you some rest, Giannis. We got you. And then the pick and roll, right? You watch the pick and roll, and they just getting started, but I want to show a couple plays here of the pick and roll Let's that they it. can't stop. This right here, boom, bounce pass. Easy layup, downhill. Giannis go downhill because you got to play Dame for the three ball. And then right here, you see this. Two of them sag off. Dame Lillard said, I'm going by you. I'm going to the bucket. This is the very first game. Mm-hmm. Teams are not going to know how to deal with Dame Dalla and Giannis in this pick and roll. But all three boxes was checked. This team is going to be problems. I love it. Joy, did they put the league on notice? Yeah, I think they did. That's a really good game overall. And the Sixers played well. They did. They played well. So it's not like this was, you would think looking at this stat mm-hmm. line that it was a blowout. No question. Came down to the wire. It, they needed Dame to come up big. I, I, I might I even say it was, it was a little bit of a, a Captain Marvel performance. Oh, it was like I a little Thor, <laughs> you know. It was it was strong. It was going? very superhero esque. I say that jokingly because Milwaukee has two ones, and the way that they played last night, you should be very excited if you're a Bucks fan because when you have two ones, like, and I'm not jumping too far ahead of myself, believe me, when you had LeBron and Wade, Wade was a one. LeBron was a one. Yes. Wade never became Robin, but you shift. You move. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes I got it. And for Giannis to play the way that he played last night and to allow Dame to be in that space where you would normally want Giannis closing the game, where you would normally have Giannis close that game out, to allow Dame to do that, that's exciting because Dame can do that. Mm -hmm. Dame can do what he did last night. Which is really, really scary. And, and to close it out is really what's the most exciting part of that. Because, like I said, the Sixers did play a, a close, great game. They both played great, and so did the Sixers. You're, you're looking at the league MVP on the other side of that. They gave him some work, too. So to be able to do that and close the game is what's most impressive. What I don't want to jump over, what I don't want to <laughs> jump over is 
the first thing you hear when you walk into a new class. And let's all go back to college for a second. I don't know how often you went to class, but let's go back to college for a second. Shady, if you remember, the very first thing that the teacher would say when they brought out the syllabus was, now, your, your grades are going to be divvied up. The final exam is worth 10%. The pop quizzes are worth 5%. Mm. Each midterm exam is worth 20%. And attendance. Uh, oh, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> worth 15%. If you don't show up, you can't even get a passing grade. Joy, what I don't want to skip over is the fact that we saw them to play. Y'all realize and remember, the big three for the Nets, they only played 12.7 of the plausible games. Kyrie Irving and Luka last year, they only played 57% of the plausible games. Kevin Durant with the Suns last year, they only played 30% of the plausible games. When we see superstars join forces with other superstars, we haven't even seen them play that often. Yeah. We've seen the Suns play two games and Beal has yet to play one of them. Mm -hmm. And we are waiting that one. Yeah. So the fact that they even showed up and showed out is just as impressive as anything because, again, there's no guarantee of that, not in today's NBA. So I don't want to jump over that, Shady, when I talk about what was most impressive. But if I'm talking about what I really saw, I love the fact that the puzzle piece fit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever played nephews, nieces, maybe yourself, and y'all are playing with the puzzles, if you will, and you look at like, oh, I think it's this piece, and you put it there and it fits perfectly. It fit perfectly yesterday. So, Shady, when I think about what was most impressive, it was the fact that the puzzle piece fit. Dame Lillard, 39 points, he closed it out. Giannis wasn't even trying to close it out. Dame, you do it. Yeah. You the closer. You the closer. That's and it. so I loved that aspect of it all. Shady, what was most impressive? Uh, what most impressive for me was um, that Dame Lillard didn't force anything. He, he let everything come to him, right? And, and, and I think sometimes as, as great players, right, you want to showcase and look, the trade's real. I, I'm the player they needed. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you why they got me. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. If you look at the way he scored his points, right, first quarter, he had four points, mm -hmm. right? He didn't even try it. Second quarter, he had 17, right? Third quarter, four points. Mm -hmm. And to finish the game off, 14 points. Yeah. If, if you can give me that, right, I, I could take that because you're not trying to force yourself into offense. And the only thing I, 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 I didn't like is Chris Middleton didn't really get involved. Of course. Right? And he's yeah. a special piece for them. Mm -hmm. And I think he's been declining. And now I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to figure, is, is it that he's declining while he's not in the rotation as much offensively? Or is this that he didn't get involved just because of Dane was hot yeah, and, and Giannis is there? He is on a minutes restriction, just for clarity. Okay, for, okay. For so I was wondering, because even last year, though, even the playoffs, he didn't look the same. Mm -hmm. right? I know he's battling injuries, but that's the only thing I didn't like. But overall, I just love how the way Dame approached the game, wouldn't spurts to score, he didn't force anything. Mm -hmm. and was a real team player. I think Chris is going to be one of those ones who do kind of struggle, especially when he's in there with the starting lineup. Right. These two dudes are so ball dominant. Dame is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Obviously, Giannis is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. But what was most impressive to me is just the attack mindset that Dame Dollar had. Like, it was no settle. It was no, I'm going to press and try to crank up 23s and let everybody know I can shoot. It was every bit of games, Dame Dollar's game, yep. right? He was attacking the basket. He was shooting. He was step backing. It was every bit. But to get to the free throw line and not miss one, mm. 17 for 17, if Dame plays like that and has that mindset, especially with Giannis being out there to be on the offensive glass and things like that, this team is going to be tough to beat. But getting to the line 17 times and being 17 for 17, that's big time. That was impressive. It's the most in NBA history mm. without a miss in the season. Didn't even know that, but I knew it was good. <laughs> the best ever. <laughs> it's really, really good. Yeah. And that's what's most impressive to me is we know that Dame is a superstar. We know he's a top 75 player. We know he was the face of an organization for years. Mm. So to come out with all the pressure and eyeballs on this new move, which you asked for and Giannis did as well, and the expectations and put on a performance like that is very impressive.
to, to go back to Chris Middleton for a second, it will be interesting how they implement him because he's used to being the two yeah. to Giannis. Yeah, is, and anytime yeah. you have another star come in that jumps... What? No. <laughs> They're making faces. No. <laughs> jumps over, jumps over that that player. There's an adjustment period to that third person and how they how they do get implemented into the game plan, what their role becomes. And when you have a an organization that's looking to win a championship, I always talk about roles because you have to buy into a new role sometimes, yeah, yeah. and that can be that can be an adjustment ego, egotistically, even if you are not an egotistical player. It can be an adjustment for how, your style of play. It can be an adjustment for your minutes. It can be an, an adjustment for your position. So how they manage that and how they maneuver that will be important because he will still be an important piece for them you, in the championship. You think run. he's declining? Oscar? Yes, but remember he was hurt last year. Yeah, but, he had the wrist. Yeah, had I mean, he had a whole offseason to, to, to kind of. But remember, he still got the knee. <laughs> well, one, yeah. he's, he's older, so he's declining. But everybody's yeah. making a brilliant point that we're not set to dive into, but it's always hard for the third person. There it remember is, the right show, there. Three's Company. There it is. Like, there's a reason there's a phrase called yeah. Three's Company. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen with that third person? Yeah. Remember Chris Bosh. Mm -hmm. Chris Bosh was a dog in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Forget Chris Bosh. Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. Kevin Love yeah. was a yeah. monster. Walking Kevin bucket. Love would put up 20 and 20. Walking then he bucket. got to Cleveland and he was just like, an afterthought. Yeah. Chris Bosh got to That's Miami so and it was like, Mm -hmm. Afterthought. Yeah. It's going to be hard on Chris Middleton. Still Purdue, but, but even that, they, they weren't the superstar level. Because I remember Chris Boss. He was in the East, mm -hmm. in Toronto. He was giving out crazy work. Yes, mm -hmm. The thing is, the, the, the role changed, the shots, you know, yeah. Yeah, went, went down. Yep. Yeah. But, he, but they don't win a championship without Chris Boss. Of course. So I, I do think about that part of it, yep. where, where, like, where Chris Middleton, I don't, I don't know if he's really even productive anymore. Mm. I, 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 I don't saying? disagree yeah. with you. Remember last year, though, in the playoffs, when yes. he finally got healthy, he showed up much more than he did in the regular season mm. versus the Miami Heat. Now, he wasn't good enough to carry them, right. but he showed up much more. I think, James, you alluded to this. The other thing that's incredibly impressive, the humility around that building. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unheralded. Yep. Yep. The humility yep. around that building. I don't know if you are watching the pregame show. Giannis said it's Dame's team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Giannis got the game ball off for the, the rip. Though. Off the rip. Off he said, the rip. Giannis said it's Dame Lillard's yeah. team. He got yeah. the game ball at the end of the game for scoring the most points in the history of that organization. He gave the game ball to the head coach. Mm -hmm. Giannis, you just scored the most points yeah. in the history of the franchise. <laughs> a franchise that I believe Kareem was a part of. You just scored the mm. most points in the history of the franchise, and you gave the game ball away. Yeah. You were a, a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA player, and you said it's Dame's team before Dame. Dame even took a, you know took a dribble. Yeah. So like, get anything. The humility of Stick all of those players, yeah. Chris Middleton included, yeah. I think that's what's going to carry yeah. the Bucks. But, when, 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 but when, you're, when, you're, when you're a leader, when you're a superstar, when you're best player no is like that, everybody has to be like that. Yeah. No I question. remember we were playing yeah. with, with um, Tom Brady and um, small things that you don't even think about. Players will be at the lunch table mm -hmm. and guys eat, and they will go leave, yeah. right? Yeah. And then one time, Tom Brady was like, hey, guys, let's, hey, pick up your stuff. You know, he, he eats his food, throws his stuff away. Mm -hmm. So once he did that, we, we got to do everybody it, got right? That. The way he treats everybody in the building, you, you just fall in line. Yeah. So now if your top guy does it, it makes it easier for everybody else to fall in line. No yep. You can't do anything you do not ask other people around you to do. And it appears that Giannis and Dame are already on that page. Okay, coming up, there is a lot of trouble brewing with the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm -hmm. oh, trouble, hey, trouble, 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 big dog. Running back called out the head coach Brandon Staley earlier in the week. Then he tried to walk the statement back. If the Chargers lose to the Bears, it will be utter chaos on Sunday night with the world watching. How much trouble are the Chargers in? Come back for that one. Remember, check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Check us out. We ain't hard to find. The real.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, family, we're in second and short, and this might be the most intriguing topic of the day. Chargers, we know they've lost back-to-back games, but now on Sunday night, it's a must-win game. But that's not what's interesting. Star running back Austin Eckler was asked Sunday if the locker room still has faith in head coach Brandon Staley. He said, quote, we have no choice, right? Mm. Then later on, he clarified his comments saying, quote, (laughs) I don't have an opinion about that. Wild, y'all, because the drama, I believe, that is brewing in Los Angeles. I'm about to say San Diego. It's unheralded. Like, Austin Eckler is supposed to be the face of the team, one of the faces of the team, yep. along with Justin Herbert and Darren James. And he's saying, I mean, we don't have a choice but to have faith in the coach, right? Mm-hmm. Right, Shady Right, Joy Right, mm-hmm. James? Like, I mean, we don't have a choice. Not, yes, we do have faith in him. It's, yeah. I have no other option but yeah. to have faith in the man. So when I think yeah. about what is brewing in Los Angeles... <laughs> This is bad, y'all. It like, is. Real, it real is. bad. It's and it might get worse because mm. they play the Chicago Bears mm. without the Chicago Bears starting quarterback Sunday night with the whole world watching. Joy, I mean, how much trouble and is trouble brewing for the Chargers? Trouble. Uh, yeah, Bernie Mac said the best. If I get up, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> trouble. Uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> That's bad. He said we have no choice. No choice, right? Yeah. Ah. That's that's a we we do a lot of relationship uh, analogies on this show. If you say that about your partner, uh, like how are things going? Fine. Start packing up. <laughs> it's it's out of here. It's, we've already we've already been planning on an exit plan. Oh, man. I, and then to follow it up and not really clarify it, also mm. that like we're, we don't need to read between the lines here because mm-hmm. you could he could have very easily said like I was just being emotional and you know we have complete faith in him blah blah blah. We would have not even probably done this topic. Mm-hmm. It is trouble because if they don't win this game, it's a disaster. Mm. And they should not be in this position to begin with. Correct. If I told you this was the position that they would be in, that they would be going in to a game in prime time against the Chicago Bears. Yeah. At home Mm. with the Chicago Bears backup quarterback. Mm. And the season was on the line. If I told you that before the season started, you'd be like, all right, lay off the juice, Joy. (laughs) It's a bad situation. Mm. The fact that we don't even feel comfortable that they're going to win this game. Mm. We should be thinking, we should, shouldn't even be, we shouldn't be talking about this game. Yeah, like, let's be. be serious. We should not even be talking about this game. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to the Bears, but like, you got your backup quarterback, you've been struggling all, all, all season long. Oh, this is a way more talented team. You just paid your quarterback like $260 million. Oh, quarter bill. Cash money. Mm. Quarter bill. You know what I'm saying? So, we shouldn't even, we really shouldn't be talking about this game. Mm. But we have to, because the Chargers are a bad team. Like, the Bears are a bad team, and the Chargers, your record says you're a bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is trouble. This is trouble. This is big trouble. And the reason why it's trouble, Shady, and it could have been different for you, but I want to, as offensive players, when you have a defensive coach, and I don't, well, you played with McDermott, McDermott, so he was a defensive coach. They not even your coach, really. They not in your no. meetings on offense. They not putting in no game. They not even coaching. So if he think like this, could you imagine what Derwin James and them boys is thinking, the people that he coaches? If this is coming from an offensive player, 
it's real easy to say, man, he our coach. Mm -hmm. it, is it is real easy to say that to the question they asked him. For you to say this, this lets me know that they don't believe, him, believe in him in that locker room. Point blank period. Because if he feels like this on the offensive side of the ball, it's plenty more people on the offensive side of the ball that feel the same way. And it's definitely people on the defensive side of the ball that he coaches that feels that way. Once a coach loses a locker room, it's over. Once a head coach loses a lot, it ain't no getting it back. It's over. It's trouble for everybody. It, it, it is trouble for everybody. This is going down, downhill. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> I'm just thinking how, like, I put myself in the locker room right now, and mm. if they ask me a, a, a simple question, like, no question. how was practice? Mm -hmm. It was good. It was bad. That's my, how I truly feel. And then I'm like, I try, well, 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 I guess it was good. It had to be good. Uh -huh. What do you mean? And if, and if your star player who we look at uh, Eckler as if he's like a, a player, like, like face of the franchise, yeah, one, one of, of course, them, one right? Of them. The other dudes think the same way because they all talk. 100%. If I say that, yeah, bro, I'm coach tripping. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm tired of him. No doubt. I say it to you. Yeah, I'm tired of him too. Mm -hmm. And that's how they think. So I think he has lost the locker room. And you have to win this game. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't win this game, even if you don't win this game, they're still lost. Yeah. The players are seeing it. It's a wrap. Right? Even, even when you're speaking things like that. So... They ain't, they ain't in big trouble. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I hate to say because I do like Brandon Staley. I, I think Love he's a good coach. I think he's a good guy. I think he's, some of his, his calls are questionable, mm -hmm. right? Some of the calls he makes. But on the offense side, I think they're, they're, they're losing it. And then on defense, obviously, you talked about it. As a defensive coach, they definitely losing. So the, the finger pointing has started. Yeah. And that ain't good. That has yeah. started. Everybody here like this. Mm. And why do I say that? Because Austin Eckler, I believe he's one of the most long-tenured chargers. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably Keenan Allen yeah. and then Austin Eckler. So if you have one of the longest-tenured yeah. players finger pointing, this is how it really goes. Because, James, I feel differently about the phrase losing the locker room. I don't necessarily agree with what that means, but I do agree with the sentiment behind it. Austin Eckler saying not believing in a coach. Mm -hmm. So the offense is probably like, man, our defense sucks. Sucks. It's probably what they're thinking to themselves. Like, our defense sucks. If y'all yeah. would hold somebody, we'd be all right. The defense is probably saying, bro, Herbert, if you That's would close it. out one of these games, mm -hmm. you can pay 250, bro. Mm -hmm. And four out of our, or three out of our four losses, you can't close it out. So offense is probably blaming the defense. Yeah. Defense is probably blaming the offense. And the coaches are probably looking at the players. Mm -hmm. And the players are looking at the coaches. <laughs> so everybody just sitting here finger pointing. So I think Shady so much is at stake because winning cures mm -hmm. all. Before yes, I ever respond to that, why you don't like the term lose the locker room? Because I think it's a figure of speech that journalists created who don't necessarily know what losing the locker room means. Because how can you find the locker room? Like, you can't lose something that was never literally found in the first place. Mm. I don't think losing the locker room exists because what's it look like? Okay, so well, yeah. uh, let, let me try to... Yeah. Break it down um, for me, please. Yeah, yeah, break it down for you real quick. So when, when a coach gets there, right, mm -hmm. you don't know nothing about this coach, right? Maybe a resume, you don't know about that. Players don't be knowing about resumes. Mm -hmm. That's a really good coach. He comes there, I'm a new coach. Has a press conference, he addresses the team. The first day he addresses the team, all right, this, this is our team. This yep. is our coach. We riding for him. So the, the locker room's found. It's found right there. Now, when you lose the locker room, it's like, when he has that same meaning, he's like, here he yep. go with this again. Yep. <laughs> here he go with this again. And I feel like that's what the Chargers are at right now. They're at that level where now when he comes to speak to the team, it's like, man, I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I can't follow you. I, I can't say, I, I can't think in my mind that if I do everything you say, and everything you coach, and I believe in it, we're going to win. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. So when I say lose the locker room, I'm talking about that, where the faith, the trust is going. I can't imagine myself being in a Chargers uniform. It look good, too, in that blue. They do look good. Playing every game the way they play, the calls they make, 
how he's coaching mm-hmm. the, 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 with the coach, with the yeah. players, and trust him. Yeah. So when you say lost locker room, when you have a response from one of your star players, yeah. the way that Austin Eckler responded, that's called so let me let me, piggy, let me piggyback on that, too, really quick, because I got drafted in 07. Mm-hmm. That was the last year of Double Days, right? Coach Mike McCarthy, two, 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 days, two, two, days. Days. two days. Two days. Two days, two days, it was a grind, right? Coach Mike McCarthy was killing us out there, right? Like, and we... But he had captain's meetings and all. they like, man, practices, we ain't going to make it through the season. He ain't changed nothing, mm-hmm. right? This is how I do it. He was a new head coach coming in. This is how I do it. Charles Woodson and those boys like, coach, we ain't going to make it. That, lock, that locker room talk started being like that. You, you got what I'm saying? And we like, man, coach, Mike don't really, he don't care about us. He, he don't care about us. And everybody going out to practice, I can't practice today. You know, and, but the locker room, they like, we working too hard. Yeah. And coach Mike was losing the locker room. The very next year, he came in there. He said, this is our schedule. We got practice on Tuesday, off on Wednesday, spa day on Thursday, track practice on Friday. We like, ooh, we, Coach Mike. Hey, we in the locker room. Coach Mike know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got, and we wanted yeah. to go out there and we wanted to ride for Coach Mike because we didn't want that schedule to change. Right? <laughs> so the locker room was his. Anybody can play? Shut up. What you, what you talking about? <laughs> Coach, Mike, Coach Mike know what he's doing. And then another example, we were winning a lot of games running the same plays, and we started losing running the same plays. Mm-hmm. And in that locker room it was, man, Coach Mike calling the same thing on third down. When, when we losing. You got, but when we was winning, hey, hey, all the plays is working. You got what I'm saying? So these players is in that locker room, whether it's defense or offense, man, Kellen Moore, what, what are you doing on third down? Man, coach, what kind of calls he calling on third down? All this stuff is talking, and that's how you win and lose a locker room. Joy, do you gone. think the Chargers have lost faith based upon this quote? Let me not say the whole Chargers, but at least Austin Eckler. Do you think faith has been lost in Brandon Staley? Context, they give up a 28-point 20 lead in the playoffs. They started off 2-4, and four, lost to the Dolphins, lost to the Titans, mm. lost to the Cowboys mm. on primetime, lost to the Chiefs. A lot of losses. Do you think the faith <laughs> is lost? I don't know that I can say it's completely lost, but the conversations are being had. It's uh, Locker rooms are, are not that dissimilar to any other kind of workplace. What Shady said is really the point. If, if you have a leader and they're, trying to, they're telling you, you need to follow me, you need to do these things. If you do these things, we're going to have success. And we're doing these things and we're not having success. You're going to stop trusting that their process works and they're not having success. And... As you mentioned, he is a defensive coach. They're last in pass defense, 31st in total defense, 25th in scoring defense. That's you. That's what you're supposed to bring to the table. If the offense is struggling, which they also are, 40% of their offensive drives have ended with a punt. If your offense is struggling and your defense is struggling and you're supposed to take care of the defense, at least we, we have no, everybody can blame everybody here. There's, all, there's problems across the board. So I think the faith is, is, is teetering. And like you guys said, the conversations are being had. They're in group chats like, we're not doing this right. If coach talking about this. I'm tired of hearing about yeah. this same thing. Whatever the mantras is, all the stories start getting old. All the motivational speeches start feeling weird. Oh. The, but they, it, it could be lost. It's going to be lost after this game. It's if lost. They, if they lose this game, it's a wrap. There ain't no getting it back. He, but if they win. If they win. It's a wrap. Listen. They, they, have a, they have a stretch of games that they could stabilize the ship. Like, if they can win the next few games, they have a, they have a bit of an easy, easy stretch, easier stretch than some other teams with their schedule coming up. If you win this game, you just kind of let a little air out of the room and then build on that. 
So they have, the, they have the Bears, they have the Jets, Lions is no good, they have the Packers, sorry. But if you can get through that stretch, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get through that stretch, three and one, three and maybe one. everybody, you know, kind of starts to hug each other 500. again. 500, yeah. right around. I just think that, man, once a good coach gone bad. Gone forever. He's gone forever. Acho. And, and, oh, go ahead. And, go. and even with, with Brandon Staley, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if he gets fired mm. before the year's out. Mm. Think about it, though. Talk about losing locker room when, when, when the players are not believing what you're saying no more, yeah. right? Like, I've been on teams where we haven't been good. Andy Reid, he, yeah. he was a great coach, but he, we always didn't have great seasons. There were years that we went 4-12, and 12, but every time he talked to us, we believe, you know, we're going to win this game. Yeah. We'll turn around. Mm-hmm. No, we, we didn't do it, but we still believe in the coach. Here's my, here's my, my issue, my, the rub with what y'all are saying, and I find this conversation fascinating. Hope you, the viewer at home, do as well. The rub with what I think you're saying is even if they stop believing, mm-hmm. okay, they're not going to stop doing. I think I experienced what you mean, stop yeah, yeah. Me. meaning like uh, 2015 Chip Kelly. I would say Chip Kelly lost, severely lost the locker room. Mm-hmm. The first sin he committed, he traded LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. And he traded LaShawn McCoy, and we didn't really get much great in return, Kiko Alonso. So that's the first thing he did. Then he had the opportunity to sign Jeremy Macklin, and we let Macklin walk. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Macklin walked to the Chiefs. Now I'm like, Coach, what you doing? Then we had the opportunity to, the year before, I believe, to retain Deshaun Jackson. I think they, he get, cut Deshaun cut Jackson. Deshaun, yeah. So now we're literally chaos. Then Nick Foles had 27 touchdowns. True story, James Jones. Two interceptions in the 2013 season. Mm. 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. We get rid of Nick Foles. Mm, yeah. And we bring in Sam Bradford. Ooh. So now I'm really like, Coach, what are you doing? Yeah. Now, in the running back room, we go get DeMarco Murray, who we know needs a fullback, and we ain't got no fullback. <laughs> we get Ryan Matthews from the Chargers, and neither of them are LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. The locker room was gone. Mm. As it pertains to what Shady, Joy, and James, I believe, are talking about losing the locker room. But jobs still had to be done. Mm-hmm. Plays still had to be gone out there and, and executed. So that's why, Shady, that, when you talk about attitude, that. attitude, though. So yeah, okay, saying right, all yeah. that, it's like when, when dudes are going crazy hard, right, doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's one thing to do your job, and, and, and it's another thing to do your job to well, the full yeah, max. Yeah, right? Yeah. I've been there where, and I hate to say this, but I'm blocking a guy, right, because I'm full engaged. Yeah, we're trying to win together. <laughs> and talking to well, well, I don't, there's coaches... Ah, <laughs> that happens though. That's that's a natural. That's naturally that happens. So when you say that, yeah, I, I know that when you looked at Chip Kelly, when we were rocking, we were going to the playoffs. We were a good mm-hmm. team compared to that year. It was like, all right, coach, what's up? Yeah. For example, he comes sit down. We all get up. That's a sign. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sit next to you, coach. It's mm-hmm. time for you to go. That's why. That's yeah. why a lot of the, the, uh, even the owners when they make different moves to sort of certain players. I've had coaches. Hey, how how you feel about the coach? How's everything? How's the locker room? How's the players? You never had an owner ask you that? Like, no was, was, yeah, and like, no so I've been there where they think, yo, mm-hmm. the locker might be lost. Mm-hmm. Hey, what you, hey, hey what's, how you doing, Shady? Hey, what you think about, think about Chip? Hey, what you think about the, how's the locker? How's the, nah, because yeah. we're losing it. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. the owner's doing the same thing with the Chargers. The discussion we are having right now is the same discussion that I was having with the fellas when we was 0-10. <laughs> we, was, we was at training table We're having these same conversations we having right now with we was 0-10 And that's why I know this, this locker room is lost It's, it's, it's over, change is going to have to come But I do got a change question for you, Acho What do you think What do you think Brandon Staley Has to do or accomplish this season To even keep his job I believe he has to make the playoffs And Brandon and Staley 
One. Make it. He'll keep it. Nah, he got to win. I, no. no. He just said what I think. He just said yeah, what I think. Damn. I mean, I, I don't know what you think. <laughs> he, he's not me what I think. I think if you go from two and four to making the playoffs, I think Joy will take 10 or 11 games to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that means, Shady, they would have had to finish the season Strong. seven and one. Yeah, yeah. Eight and two. They would have had to do something to hold their, their hat on right. to to make the playoffs. Now, if you don't, if you win a playoff game, he's guaranteed to keep yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guaranteed to keep his job. Yeah. But if he makes the playoffs because he's so likable mm. by the players, by the fans, by the ownership, et cetera, he's so likable. I think they I don't they don't want to fire him. No. Joy, do you want Justin Herbert to have three coaches in four years? I don't ah. the goal is never to ah. fire a head coach. Like you don't ever want to f- be firing people. No, no. It's not a simple transition. We talk about hiring and firing people all the time like it ain't nothing. They come in with, most of the time, whole new staffs. Yeah. It ain't just the head coach. Mm-hmm. We minimize this to the head coach. There's a whole staff of people. It's like an army moving in and out. You have a new position coach. You have a new coordinator. You have new training staff. You have everybody's new. Everything is new. It's an adjustment. So, no, I don't want Justin Herbert on a third coach to start his career. That's a rough situation. It's better for everyone for them to course correct and yeah. fix this yeah. for everyone's sake. And not just Justin Herbert. This is a talent. Team. Yes, it is. That, that is almost basically a reset. Players get shifted in and out. You talk about Chip Kelly moving on from all-time great players within a building because they have a different philosophy. No good. No good. No good. Yeah. Well, speaking of course correction, there is a desperate need of course correction for the San Francisco 49ers. They've lost two games straight, but you have to hear what defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes said at the podium recently. It was shocking, the level of self-awareness, and I don't know if it's a good thing. Wait till you hear what he said when we were Turn from break. You will be shocked. That's next on Speak. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is where this thing was headed all along. It is absolutely the greatest thing in the world. Bombs away. Gone! Adonis Garcia owning October. The Rangers have won the pennant at the wall and gone. The 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. All right, family, the Fall Classic, it starts tonight, 7 Eastern, on Fox. The Texas Rangers are looking for their first title mm. in franchise history when they host the Diamondbacks, Game 1 of the World Series. I got to be honest, I got to be honest, Shady, I've been to a baseball game or two in my life, but the only baseball games I've ever been to are the Rangers baseball mm. games. Ooh, Those football I know you're going for. 45, yard, 45 minutes from the crib, you already know what time it is. But, Shady, what are you looking forward to uh, in your prediction? I wish it was my Phillies in the championship. Uh, mm. We're not there, but I'm going with the Diamondbacks, right? They're, they're a surprise. They're not supposed to be there. Okay. And they're there. I love the underdogs. I mean, they were supposed to beat the Dodgers. Yep. They beat them. Are they supposed to lose the Dodgers? They yep. beat yeah. them. My Phillies. They're supposed to lose the Phillies. Of course. They beat them. So, 
I just think that uh, I'm going, I'm rocking with them. I like the underdog. Mm. When Philadelphia, when we won in 2000 and what was that? With Lane Johnson with the, uh, with the underdog hat. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, with the, with the mask We bringing that back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they beat us, I'm going for them. <laughs> like Where you at, George like Taylor? I'm also going with the Rangers, the ALCS MVP, Adolis Garcia. 15 Ooh. RBI in the ALCS was an MLB record for any postseason series. He also closed the ALCS with five home runs and 13 RBIs over the final four games. I'm going with the Rangers. I see you. Well, I'm from the Bay, but I live in AZ. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going with the Diamondbacks <laughs> all day long. And then I want a Super Bowl as a wild card. I know both these teams are wild card teams, which is crazy. But, I mean, you make it in. In the wild card, a team from the wild card, I'm going with the Diamondbacks in this one right here. Arizona stand up. I'm, I'm at the parade. For You're sure. at the parade. I'm at the parade. <laughs> with the hoodie, with the, with the hoodie on. With the hoodie on. It's a little chilly. You don't think it's chilly? It's a little chilly in Arizona right now. So I'm at the parade. I might even get to a game with a hoodie on, too. I love it. I love to see it. All right, family. Well, we got to get back to the NFL. Third and long. You remember the Niners, they lost with the whole world watching, but that was last week. That's old news. This week, they have the Cincinnati Bengals, but here's the problem. They're a little scared going into this week because defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, he's still focused on his messed up call last week. He said, quote, he knows he messed up for calling zero blitz in the closing seconds of the first half Monday night. Resulted in a 60-yard touchdown. Here's Wilkes' response. Take a listen. Uh, take full responsibility uh, for that call. Um, I have to do a better job in putting the guys in a better position. Uh, we have good players. I know that and uh, can't really press the issue, you know. Uh, and with that, you know, moving forward, uh, it's my responsibility to do that. So uh, I, you know, wish I could take it back. Yeah. I hate this even more today than I did yesterday, family. What I didn't tell y'all is that was his opening statement. He didn't even take questions first, Joy. He came to the podium and he addressed that first and foremost. Yeah. It's old news. Mm. Why are we still talking about it? And the fact that we're still talking about it lets me know you're still thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And if you're still thinking about it, now you might overcorrect. Y'all know when y'all do something wrong to your partner, when y'all do something wrong to mom and dad, when y'all did something wrong when y'all were kids, and now you gotta be on your best, 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 best behavior, and now you start acting funny because you're trying to act like a perfect angel and you're really not, but you weren't the demon you showed yourself to be. Steve Wilkes, he's not as bad as that call, but now I'm afraid, James Jones, mm. he might try to course correct. So now I'm even more worried. You don't go to the podium addressing that still. Yeah. What was your reaction to the comments ahead of the big game? Well, my reaction was, because you know he dog team. And that's how you get up there and you talk to the media. <laughs> you might have to clarify you know that for viewers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking he, about. He dog Joy team. Omega, Omega side fight. I don't know team. what he's talking about. <laughs> You don't play with a lot of Omegas. You good. Yeah. You play with Jink. Yeah, you play with Jink. Oh, yeah. I never was into that. I, I never. So, okay. He okay. dog team. He Omega side five. So that's how you get up there as a coach <laughs> and you take responsibility. Is, because, he, is he a cute dog? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what I, you saying. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. So <laughs> I still. I still blame Coach, Coach Shanahan for that because he opened up like that because he knows what the first question's going to be, mm -hmm. mm. right? If you, if you a good reporter or think you a good reporter, that's going to be the first question out of, if I get the, if you chose me first, mm -hmm. that's the question I'm about to ask Coach Wilkes. Coach Shanahan got up here and said, boom, 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 right? So before we even get there, listen, I'm going to take responsibility for it and it's my bad. That's what Shanahan should have did. One thing that I live by that Coach Mike McCarthy told, taught me, 
was never create questions for your teammates. Mm. So when you get up in front of the media, whether you had a good game, a bad game, whether you frustrated, whatever it is, understand Shady over there, right? If you say something crazy, they're going to go ask him. He's going to have to answer for it. Acho over there, Joy over there. So that always stuck with me. Whenever I had a good game, bad game, frustrated, whatever, don't create questions for none of my teammates. You just created questions for your coach, yeah, right? Good point. With the comments that you said, and you easily could have just said this to him after the game, right? On the plane, in the meetings the next morning. You could have addressed it to him there, and he don't got to answer them questions in front of everybody. But that's why he opened up like that. So, I mean, I applaud him for standing up. Obviously, we all know that it was the wrong call, but I applaud him for standing up, man, and being a man and, and accepting his responsibilities. I'm not going to let y'all blame this loss on Steve Wilkes. Thank you. We can't do it. I'm sorry. I'll I, I take back everything I said yesterday. On, this yeah. is silliness. This is deflection by Kyle Shanahan. We got to keep it real, Shady. It's what we do. That's what, uh, yeah. Who hired Steve Wilkes? Come on. Shanahan. When we talk about Sean Payton's defense, what do we say? Mm. What do we say? He hired him. Who hired him? Mm-hmm. Sean Payton hired Kyle him, Payton right? Him. So this is Kyle Shanahan's fault. Mm-hmm. And since it's Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's his fault that they've scored 19 and 17. I like when you get like this. And since it's Kyle Shanahan's <laughs> fault, and he the quarterback whisper, why mm-hmm. Brock Purdy throw interceptions uh. on back-to-back drives mm, well, in the fourth well. quarter? Did he lose a game? Mm-hmm. Or did Steve Wilkes calling a bad call at the end of the first half. This wasn't a walk-off Come touchdown. On, man. If Keep Ward going. intercepts that ball, we're not talking about this. Keep going. A whole other conversation. It could, the game could have ended the same way, except we wouldn't be talking about Steve Wilkes. We'd be talking about Kyle Shanahan mm. and his offense and why they're not performing. Mm. Through the first five weeks, mm. they were first in scoring defense, 13.6 points per game. Win those games. Mm. Win a game. The defense is holding teams to 13.6 points a game. That's, that's right. low. Mm-hmm. That's, that's low. Oh, Third low. in total defense. Mm. 12th in passing defense and second in rushing defense. Mm. Okay, so they had two bad games. Where the offense been at? Mm. This ain't Steve Wilkes' fault. And if it's Steve Wilkes' fault, it's still Kyle Shanahan's fault because when, when, the, when the defense in Denver be bad, mm. we talk about how Sean Payton hired that defensive coordinator. So it's still Sean Payton's fault, right? If it's Sean Payton's fault, it's got to be Kyle Shanahan's yeah. fault. This is the philosophy. We got to be consistent go. around here on Speak. I got to hold us accountable. There it is. I like that. We like got to be yeah. consistent. I'm a Capricorn. I need consistency, James. No I need you to do this. Keep going, too. Don't even up. let them talk. Keep going. <laughs> Be consistent. No. So I'm saying this is good. We really going to keep it real. Yeah. It's Kyle Shanahan's fault. No doubt. No. Take that, take that, take that. I like that. Um, <laughs> woof, woof. Wait. Sorry, I never really got into the whole. So I got my boy. You a Q? Yes, you are. I got my Q dogs. Don't be stepping, though. Every now and then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we gotta get I ain't just walk, I ain't just running out here doing it, but yeah. <laughs> I, got you, I, I, got you. I like to be part of it. Yeah. For even for my boys. Um, <laughs> so the question is the reaction yeah, from, what's your reaction from Wilkes, Wilkes? Uh, comments, right, to the podium. I liked it. I respect it because he's being accountable. Right? This question is not um a matter of who lost the game. Mm-hmm. This question is a matter of who's in, in fault. If it's the coach, mm-hmm. the head coach, these coordinators. It's not, it's not about that. It's about being accountable for what you did. No doubt. If we look at the situation, no matter who won and lost the game, who played good, who played bad, as a coach, he said that his, his, his team, not, not his team, his defense is that good where he don't have to press the issue. Mm-hmm. Press the issue is 16 seconds left. They didn't even cross the 40 yet mm-hmm. or 50 yet, and you do an all-out blitz with 16 seconds mm-hmm. before half? Your team is so good, you don't need to do that. That's actually dumb football, mm-hmm. right? So I think he was just speaking on that part. Where I don't have to do my team is so good, I don't have to do that. Right? I just play regular football. Yeah, yeah. So that's one part of it. The second part is when has it ever been a bad thing for people to acknowledge when they are wrong and when they're right? Okay. Yeah. Their defense has been good all year. 
last game, they didn't do well, right? And they lost the game. I, I didn't think that the Niners' defense would play great every game. Mm-hmm. And I think the Niners' offense would play great every game. Mm-hmm. You're going to have – that's football. You're going to have bad and good games. No Hopefully you have more good than bad. But I just like that he took the time before he even spoke about anything else, before he got yeah. any questions. Yeah, I do. I take full responsibility for what I sure. did. My team is that good. I don't need to make these type of calls. 16 seconds, an all-out blitz is dumb. Yeah. Right? And that's hard to guard. Yeah. So I think going forward, you won't see things like that. And I think going forward, I don't think he's thinking extra because you said that earlier. Mm-hmm. I think the problem he got in, in himself in last game is thinking too much. Why are you thinking of trying to do the all-out blitz for 16 seconds? Chill. Just, Just play your defense. Yeah. So I like what he said. Just chill. They got a big one coming up, though, James Jones. Hey. Big one coming Woo. up. You got the Bengals. You got the Niners. That's a huge yeah. matchup. The Bengals, two-game winning streak. The Niners, two-game losing streak. Brock mm. Purdy at Just News Broke. He's officially listed as questionable. Yeah, Doesn't playing. really do anything for he us. Playing. He's still questionable. He, Did he practice last week? Yesterday, he was at practice, but he hasn't been cleared <laughs> to play. It's a really weird yeah. situation. Uh-huh. Who do you have more concern over? Is it the quarterback situation or is it the defense? The question. It's the quarterback, and it ain't close. Ooh. Right? And like Joy just touched on, we can pull up a bunch of plays of Steve Wilkes not being in the right defense or whatever it may be. But what I do know, and it's a fact, is oh. that he oh. stopped the Minnesota Vikings twice and gave you the ball back to go get the lead, Cal Shanahan, and your quarterback through two picks, back-to-back drives. That's a fact, Mm -hmm. right? So at the end of the day, the quarterback has to make plays. That's why the quarterbacks get paid the big bucks. And if this young fella keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to be making some big bucks. But this is all on the quarterback, right? Even when they were winning those games and the defense was playing at a high level, who was getting all the praise? The quarterback, because the way the quarterback was playing. Ooh, Cal Shanahan found a diamond in the rough. The quarterback playing well. Fred said he's the leader of the team, right? They, that's what people were saying. They winning games because of him. Shady got him as the second-best quarterback in the NFC. That, that's, re- that's really good. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, this is on the quarterback. This defense has been consistent really all season long. Even in these losses, they've given up 17 points and 22 points and been taking the football away. Offensively, you have not done nothing these last two games, right? So for me, it's all on the quarterback. I don't blame this on the defense at all. I'm not worried about the defense. I'm worried about these quarterbacks, whichever one go out there. Joy, bigger concern. Yeah, it's got to be the quarterback. It's got to be the quarterback. First five weeks, the defense was at the top of the NFL. Now you don't, you don't, even if he does play, which we don't think that he will play, he's questionable. He's, he's banged up going into this weekend. And he wasn't playing well the last two games. If you don't, then you've got Sam Darnold. Mm. So you're asking me if I'm going to be more concerned about Sam Darnold or this Niners defense as Sam Darnold at the 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe he plays, and, and by the way, if Sam Darnold does play well and they do manage to win this game, let's not get, out, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Just, just thank the football gods and keep it moving. Don't, don't start stunting on the situation because the ghosts are going to come back. I'm picking between Casper and I'm picking between Fred Warner. I'm going to go with Fred Warner. <laughs> it's interesting, Shady. Because I have such a high bar for this defense, I'm actually more concerned about the defense. Not because I think the defense is going to play worse than Sam Darnold or play worse than Brock Purdy, but Jamar Chase had 15 for 192 mm. two games ago. Mm. The Cincinnati Bengals, they've won two games straight, yeah. and they're coming off a bye week. What that means is they have had an ample amount of time to figure out how they want to manipulate this Niners defense. Joe Mixon, running back for the Bengals, he's watching tape of the Bengals game, uh, the Browns game. And he's saying, dang, the Browns had 160 rushing? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to get busy. <laughs> At least I'm going to try. Joe Burrow, he's watching tape of the Vikings game. Kirk Cousins, without Justin Jefferson, one for 350? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to get busy. Yeah. At least 
I'm a try. Yeah. So the reason I'm concerned about this Niners defense is because we also forget that coaches are human. What did Josh Allen just say to, uh, two days ago? He was like, okay, I tried to do this. It didn't work. Now I'm trying to do this. It didn't work. I'm trying to find myself. Steve Wilkes, the fact that he is a defensive coordinator is going to the presser and owning, hey, I messed up. I'll get it right. It's my bad. What does getting it right look like? Mm. And I'm just concerned, okay, are you now not going to zero blitz at all? That's, and instead, now you're just going to sit here and cover four and let Joe Burrow go 27 of 35 for 318 and three touchdowns on you? Or are you going to come out now you're just going to zero blitz the whole time? Yeah. Like, I, I just think Steve Wilkes now is all out of balance and he's worried about getting called out again. So I think he's in a very unsafe, unfamiliar situation. James Jones, you look like you want to yeah. respond to that. No, because that's, that's a really good point because I was thinking about that because now the microscope is on Coach Wilkes. So you watch a lot of film. Shady watch a lot of film. Joy watch a lot of film. I watch a lot of film. The normal fan might not watch a lot of film. So now every call, if it's 10 yards, 20 yards, what was Coach Wilkes saying? What kind of defense Coach Wilkes running? Now it's going to be such a microscope on him because the head coach called him out for that call. Now it's just going to be like, man, every explosive play or every touchdown drive is going to be like, let's, let's see what he was in. And that's extra pressure on your defensive I mean, coordinator. I, I just think like, like – Coaches are going to have bad calls, offense and defense. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So, y'all yeah, going too far into it. Not to say y'all wrong, it's going too far into it. We're just okay. talking about the, a terrible call that made no sense. Let's say you stop, you do all out blitz, 16 seconds left before halftime. You didn't cost a 50. You stop them, incomplete pass, whatever it is. Then what? We're going to be talking about what are you? No, 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 no. But I'm saying, you don't have, uh, let's, let's say you succeed what you're trying to do. You, incomplete pass is a fourth down now. Mm-hmm. They're going to punt the ball. You're going to have 10 seconds left to, to make a play. That don't even make sense. They might call it again if they stop him. But what I'm saying is you don't need to do that again. Yeah. You don't it's need to make this, that call. Yeah. You have a terrible, you have, you have a bad defensive game plan, right? But long as you don't make a call like you did that's so obvious to the world that you got to speak about. Kyle Shanahan didn't want to speak about that, but he had to. Mm-hmm. Why, why is your defense coordinator doing an all-out blitz with 16 seconds left? That didn't make sense. That's another story. But the question was about, um, what was the question again? More I had about, to answer that. I'm more sorry. concerned about the quarterback. You're more concerned about <laughs> so, the So, okay, the def- I'm worried about the defense, right? Before the Brock Purdy praise and all, he, he even came there, right? No, no, not came there. Before the praise. What was the Niners known for? Defense. defense. The what? Defense. The defense, though. No matter who the quarterback is, for so many years, they were talking about, it don't matter who the quarterback is. Go back to 2011. No matter who the quarterback is, they're going to run the ball, right, and they're going to play great defense. defense. Their DNA is the defense. I don't care who is the quarterback, Sam Darnold or Acho or Joy. It don't matter who the quarterback is. Their DNA is about defense. Being physical football yeah. team, making the, other, the opposing team quit. Yeah. We're going to play great defense, great, great field position, and we're going to run the ball and win games. That's, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the tape, you're talking about tape. When I look at the tape and I see a guy like Kirk Cousins, who's good on primetime or bad on primetime? Bad. Okay, he's bad, bad on primetime. He comes out there and looks like Tom Brady. Throwing for, what, almost 400 yards? I guess this defense is a top defense. Jordan Addison looked like Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. He's a rookie. Mm -hmm. Now you want to go against Jamar Chase? And y'all want to sit up here and talk to me about the offense? No, brother. It ain't about no offense. It's the same for our defense that we all praise. And we need to see that. We need to see. I mean, me and you as offensive players. So, yeah. And you help. What, what, is, what does the defense have to do? Because 85 yards passing and 19 points and you lose and you get two takeaways 
and you lose. Then you play the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you give up some yards. You get another takeaway, right? And you stop them with the game on the line twice to get the ball back to your office. Like, what else does the defense have to do? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Come I'm on, glad you brought it, there were Wait, two, Where are you going? I got to go to break. Because we have you right now, but we're cooking on this topic. We're cooking on this topic. James asked a great question. What do I want the defense to do? Steve Wilkes said, I got to put my players in better positions to make plays. D'Amico Ryans, current head coach for the Texans, he was the D coordinator last year. This is what they did. Now, this is a little intricate details of the NFL, so you'll have to bear with me here. If you put James Jones, three defenders, if you you put three defensive linemen on one side, the offensive line, they have to fan this. He has to go out there. He has to go out there. Right. He has to go to block out there. So D'Amico Ryans, he strategized. He said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put both on the outside. I'm going to put one, two, three defensive linemen there, knowing that they're going to have to fan protection this. But all I'm going to do is stunt Bosa back inside America. Nick Bosa got an untouched sack last year on this. This is all scheme. I want to see Steve Wilkes do it. But D'Amico did it not once. He did it twice. Now it's the Miami Dolphins. Y'all at home, I trust you all to understand what's going on. Once again, if you put three defensive players to a side, one, two, three, what does the offensive line have to do? They have to fan this out. But all D'Amico Ryans was doing as defensive coordinator was scheming to bring Nick Bosa in unblocked. What do I want to see Steve Wilkes do? That. James Jones. Nick Bosa is not off to a great year. Two and a half sacks right now. The Niners are not off to a great year. But put your players in positions to make plays. And when we return from break, Joy Taylor is going to put people in position to get praise. Friday Flowers. We've all been waiting for it. It's the favorite segment of the week. And who are the lucky oh, recipients going to be? Oh, moody music. We did. Oh, that was a good This is therapeutic. I love it. I love it, man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> All right, family, it is time for Friday Flowers. Joy shows love to some of the unsung heroes and some of the known heroes across the sports world. Joy, who is getting flowers today? Shady. Uh, yes, Shady. Always flowers for you, Shady. The NBA season is back, and we got to see Wemby. The Spurs think they found their new franchise cornerstone in Victor Wembanyama. It's probably a little too early to know for sure, but they got some interesting data from Wembanyama's first NBA game. 15 points, six for nine from the field, and two assists exactly matches Tim Duncan's. Oh, his five rings. First, nearly 26 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, it's a little too early to tell if he'll bring five titles to San Antonio. But Popovich and the Spurs fans have enough to dream. So game one with Wemby, we love to see it. Flowers for him. You cannot tell the story of Major League Baseball without the name Dusty, Dusty Baker. The legendary player and manager retired this week, and his career numbers are one of a kind. So he is the only person to accomplish the following four feats. Play in at least 2,000 games. Mm. Win a World Series as a player. Sheesh. Win 2,000-plus games as a manager and win a World Series as a manager. Congratulations, Dusty Baker, for all that he has accomplished for the game of baseball. Incredible, incredible career. 
And the final flower goes to Steelers defender Cam Hayward, who is returning to the practice field this week, but he has been putting in some serious work in the community of Pittsburgh in his time off the field. He was awarded the NFL Players Association Community MVP for Week 8 after completing Cam's Kindness Week. Steelers vet had this to say today about the week of events to support UPMC Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and local at-risk youth, among others, saying by performing at least one act of kindness every day for a week, I hope the Pittsburgh community understands how much I appreciate all of their support over the years. He's in his 13th year with the Steelers and has earned the NFLPA community MVP recognition twice previously. So much respect to Cam doing what he does for the city of Pittsburgh. And that is Friday Flowers. Friday Flowers. That was a joy. Yes. Aaron Hay- Hayward went to Pittsburgh. I'm with a school with one of his sons in prep school. He's really, really good. Cam Hayward on the field, off the field, dominating. I know he's been injured this season, so hopefully he gets no back right. Okay, when we return from commercial break, it's time to get back. Shady, <laughs> <laughs> right. what are you doing? Uh, Shady, what are you doing? I had to do it. Damian Lillard, he had a historical debut, 39 points with the Bucks, 17 of 17 from the stripe, and the Bucks look like they are moving in full swing. Come back to hear about that phenomenal performance and what it means for the entire NBA. Next on Speed. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Dame Lillard went off 14 points, fourth quarter, 17 points, second quarter, 17 to 17 from the stripe, 39 points on the game, and the Bucks won 118 to 117 over the MVP and his 76ers. Dame's debut, it was phenomenal. It was something that if you missed, you better go back and rewatch. Mm-hmm. It was that special. We will be talking about it for years to come, especially dependent on how his tenure goes. But, Joy, what did you make of Dame's debut? I think it was very impressive. I mean, we can talk about it now. 17 free throws are the most in NBA history without a miss in a season opener. So the free throws alone that he had were all-time historic. Fourth highest point total in NBA history for a player in a debut with a new team. Fourth highest point total in NBA history for a player in a season opener without a turnover. He was efficient. He was brilliant. It was an unbelievable performance to start with a new team. And this is what... This is what we were hoping for, right, with Dame. Yes, yes. Right? We want to see what Dame can do in a situation where he plays alongside a great. So many great players have had the opportunity to have a player beside them that can amplify their greatness. You can't do it alone in a team sport. We, we want to imagine that LeBron has done this alone. He hasn't. Yeah. We want to imagine that Michael did it alone. He, did. he didn't. Oh. Steph Curry. Kevin Durant, like we can go down the list. Tim Duncan, we we can go down the list of greats that played alongside other greats because it is a team game. So to put Dame in this situation for us as fans to be able to watch this and to have that performance as his debut, I mean, we were going to be excited about this anyway. But after last night, I don't I don't know how you can't be Mm -hmm. ecstatic about what what the potential of this team has and the excitement of watching what Giannis and Dame are going to do together. Yeah, this was big time. Um, I love watching it. And, you know, it's crazy because I'm not surprised, right? You know, when Shady went to the Buffalo Bills, right, 
Gave people crazy work. True. <laughs> Just true. Same dude in a different uni. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I ain't even surprised about that. <laughs> you you know you my dog. You my dog. dog. <laughs> I got you. You know what I'm saying? So this is Dame Dollar just in a different uni, man. He's a walking bucket whenever he steps on the court, no matter what uniform. And that's just what he shows. Giannis, you chose me first in this all-star game, right? You got me over here. You wanted another superstar next to you. I'm here. And we're going to get this thing right. We're going to get you back to the NBA Finals, and I'm going to get there for my first time. At least that's how it looked. Obviously, it's a long basketball season, but this was special. Be able to watch Dame Dollar go out there and ball like that, be aggressive, get to the line the way he got to the line. Joy touched on it. But just to see the chemistry they had, too, it was big time. It was fun to watch. Shady, the most special part to me was a two-play sequence. And the two-play sequence was the most special. And don't show the clip just yet. The two-play sequence was the most special for me, Shady, because it showed the other person's strengths where the other person is week. The Sixers were on a 7 nothing run. Yeah. They had brought the game within 113-111, I believe it was. And now we can roll the clip because now Dame Lillard, he hits a step back three. You need somebody in that moment to put the team on their back. That's not Giannis' strength. Giannis is not a closer. But then the very next possession, after the step back three, we know Dame Lillard's strength is not on the defensive end. Now it's 116-111. Now you need a stop. You need a stop. And now the defensive player of the year, formerly Giannis, gets a block. Those two plays encapsulate the game for me. Those two plays encapsulate the need for that trade. Giannis is not a closer, self-admittedly. So who do you need? You need one of the greatest closers, Dame Lillard. He puts the fire out when the Sixers were on a 7-0 run. Dame Lillard is not a defensive player. We know that. Look objectively at the statistics, but that's what Giannis is. So they each found themselves a suitable helper. And in a relationship on the basketball court or in life, that's what you need. So what I made of the debut, a perfect Perfect pairing. Mm. Yeah, watching the game, it looked like he it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Right? I, at first, it just seemed like, okay, what's Dan going to do? He had 39 points. So I'm thinking, how did he get the 39 points? He took his time. He didn't rush it. He didn't, he didn't force it. He wanted different spurts. And I love to see that because a lot of players, when they go to a new team, they're trying to figure out, how do I fit in? I'm used to balling. I'm used to getting a lot of shots. Let me just do it and then see what happens. He didn't do that. He took his time. If you look at the spurts at 39 points, four points in the first, first quarter, 14 in the second. Right, another four and a third, and then at the last 17 mm. points. That's how you get work. That's how you give out crazy work. I'm not sure if it's the ordering like that. I see <laughs> but it's something like that, Acho. Um, and then looking at the Bucks, they were deferring to him. Mm-hmm. The game got close, and normally you're used to seeing um, um, the Greek freak, yep. Giannis, getting the ball, doing his thing. Well, he didn't have a he had a good game, but late in the game, he wasn't giving it as much as he was giving, giving it early in the game. We went to Dame. It's Dame time. And that Dame time is real. And you've seen it. Players getting out the way. Yeah. You just showed that step back. Yeah. There was no pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was isolation. Mm-hmm. Y'all go to the corners. I got this. I know I've been here for a couple of hours. <laughs> I know the trade just sealed. <laughs> I know what just happened. Yeah. I got this. Left, right, behind yeah. and back, step uh, back. Step back. Trade uh, ball. Yeah. And he kept doing it over and over and over again. He shot 45% from the field. I didn't know if it was Steph Curry or Dame Lillard. Mm. I'm being honest. They start doing that little crazy um, um, at, at, at the um, cross the half court, the two pick and rolls. Mm. Either way he went, he was killing it. So I just love to see it. I'm a basketball fan at heart. I really was an all-American point guard. Right. No, I'm being serious. I loved it too, man, because to I'm win. I'm glad you cut him off. 
Because oh. I didn't want to oh. entertain this oh. story. No, I'm serious, though. Like, I didn't want to entertain this story. <laughs> we talk basketball. I love it because... I'm just glad you transitioned. Because I was going to have to entertain this, and I didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I try to help when I, I can help. Like but, but I loved it, too, because to win a championship, you got to be selfless. Yeah. And that's what you've seen with this basketball team the very first game. Like, it was no pride. It was no ego, right? We kind of seen it at times with Steph and KD. Like, no, nah, let me get the rock. Let me... You know what I'm saying? You kind of seen it with Steve Kerr. Who do I call to get this? Like, you see... It was selflessness. You've seen everybody like, we know who we going to. I don't care if we've been here for 10 minutes, 10 years. We know who we get in this ball, and we know we got an MVP over here, finals MVP, all of that, but we got a dude that's going to close this game out, James, and it was big you, time to watch them just say, go ahead, go ahead. The side of that desk is this is a result of just a good matchup. It's, it's easy to be selfless when what somebody else is great at, you're not great at. Yeah. Like, Giannis isn't a closer. Yeah. If Giannis was a closer, then there'd be a difference. Then Giannis would be like, wait, I want the ball too. But because Dame is a closer, Giannis is like, hey, big dog, like, yeah. I, here, I, I can't do that. I can't why, do that anyway. Why do you think he's a, a closer? He can't shoot free throws to save his life. That's, that's true. He, and, and, and really, Giannis, and he's self-admittedly, like, yeah. Giannis says, as far as basketball talent, I'm not that great. Giannis is just like, I'm a better athlete than everybody else. Mm -hmm. I work harder than everybody else. But Giannis says, like, my game isn't all that. I'm not that skilled. He said it, I believe it was this offseason. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. So I think it helps, James, that, like, it's just a great matchup, Joy. It's just a great pairing. Quick question for you, Joy, before we have to go to break. I think you were in Miami when LeBron joined the Heat. Mm -hmm. And then I know you were in L.A. when A.D. joined the Lakers. Mm -hmm. How does this game one, mm. as far as the matchup and the chemistry, not are they going to win four titles or are they going to win one? I mean, how does the game one, how does that remind you of those other game ones? I mean, I would like some more historical prep <laughs> to tap back into as far as the statistics go. But we know throughout the first year that the Heat and LeBron and Wade were good. They were mm -hmm. in the finals. What it came down to was they were struggling with that. Yeah. So to your question about them complimenting each other, this is a better compliment than that. Wade is obviously a one. He had won a championship with Miami. He, he won a championship. LeBron came there without winning a championship and had to step into that new culture. LeBron obviously being LeBron. So there, there was an adjustment period of who was going to be the closer, mm -hmm. who was going to be that clutch person. Mm -hmm. there, well, we all obviously know LeBron plays positionless basketball as well. So there, there was a lot more uh, adjustment. And look, we're all reacting to one game. Of course. So this, uh, this is a long season. No there is going to be... Bad uh, ones. There's yeah. going to be bad ones. And how do you, you know, adjust for the other players and all that? And really, this team is built for the postseason. So what happens when it gets down the line? What happens when you have to fight through a little adversity? All those questions still need to be answered. But I do love about this pairing that I think that I think the cultural makeup of both of these guys and I think the fact that Giannis is such a different player than Dame will really help them with that adjustment because they they play such different styles to your point it, it really it's peanut butter and jelly you know what I mean mm, no doubt about it sandwich that's <laughs> <laughs> a good sandwich well there is a huge storyline that we've been quiet about mm. For the last seven days. Ooh, mm. there he is. It's Deion Sanders and the Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. They were on a bye week last week. They've lost three out of their last four games. But America, they play a top 25 UCLA tomorrow in California. How much does Deion need to win this game? We will not be quiet any longer. Come back to hear about the biggest storyline in sports this fall. That's next on Speed. 
All right, family, we are in our hurry-up offense. Colorado, they are on the road right here in L.A. tomorrow. Now, this is a huge, huge, huge matchup. Last time we saw Colorado, they made history in the worst way. They gave up the biggest halftime lead in the history of the Pac-12, a 29-point lead they blew to Stanford, the worst team in the Pac-12. Colorado's now lost three out of four. Shady, about six weeks ago, we came on the set and we said, we believe. Then five weeks ago, James Jones came on the set and said, I believe. Yeah. Well, now five weeks later, how should we feel? Should we mm. still believe Shady UCLA, they're a top 25 team, led by a man who you actually know well, whether you like him or not, UCLA uh, Eagles former head coach, Chip Kelly. Number 23 UCLA, Colorado unranked, lost three out of four. What would a win for Deion Sanders, a person you know very well, what would a win over UCLA mean to five? Uh, that we get back to the limelight, right? Think about this for a second. So many people started watching college football again because of prime time, yep. because of Deion Sanders, the thing he's done with Colorado. Mm -hmm. We need to get that back going. Get that train rolling again. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's, let's just think about it. Like, football is better when primetime's involved, right? Like and who likes Chip Kelly? Nobody. <laughs> so we got to get them boys back on the main screen, get them back right. Dion, we pulling for you. I'm still riding out, right? He got that little uh, losses, a couple little losses. Who don't have no losses? We have a little losses. Get back right, Dion, because I'm rocking with you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> bam! Put me back on the hey, screen. Take a song. I am we, back. Nah, run from the top. I need the whole celebration. I need the whole. Bring us a W back, baby. My UCLA? Uh, I ain't going yeah. for them. I do have to say, me and Chip have made amends in case he's watching the show. Yeah. Me and Chip have made. He did cut me five times. Mm. That's that later. Five. He's a five. Before yeah. 25. It's a conversation for another time. Like, yeah, he, like, like he know what he was doing. No time. Like he know what he was doing. I know. Trade a shady cut out. He gonna trade. I mean, he gonna cut. I don't know what's more egregious. Not a me. I don't know what's more egregious. All-time leading rusher or backup line. I don't know what's more egregious. I'm upset. Anyway, what would a win for Prime over UCLA mean? Well, I don't know, Chip. Mm. So I'm riding with my dogs. Ride <laughs> with your dogs. Me neither. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fam. You did what? Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't like Touch him outside. <laughs> No, I think it's one game. You gotta say height. You gotta say height, by the way. So, mm, like you gotta edge uh, I hope not. I'm, I appear bigger than I am. I'm 5'2, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll take your word for it, Shade. Uh, one, one game closer to going bowling. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's the goal for this year. Uh, this is not going to be an easy game. At all. UCLA is ranked, so this is it's not going to be an easy game. But it, because it won't be an easy game, if you go in there and beat them, mm -hmm. we're, just like Shady said, it's back to the limelight. And it's, it, all it takes is that. All it takes is that. I know everyone else is mad about it. All these great teams around college football not getting the coverage that they probably deserve. Mm -hmm. But you know what? The fair, that's for Ferris wheels and fried Oreos. Mm -hmm. Real life, we pay attention to what moves the needle. And that's what Dion is. And that's what that win will do. James, real quick. I got to ask you a question Go before ahead, you get on the me. take. Before the season, yeah. you understood that six wins is what I it did. takes to make a bowl game. And so what you did... Was you had games circled. I did have them circled. Circle. You had them circled. Uh, Stanford up in there, too. Yeah, it was circled. Yeah, it was. Is this one of them ones that was circled? <laughs> Is this one? And you circled them because it meant they were going to win. Is this one of them ones, James Jones? Nah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, nah, this one one of them ones circled. Last week was circled. But, man, listen here. Hey, we ride together. Mm. <laughs> Speak family for life. I don't know him. Wait, <laughs> nobody I, said we ride together. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, but I'm going to ride with y'all. But at the end of the day, though, <laughs> as I, as I think about it, though. no, I, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah. 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 This, this 
This is not bad, boy. Hey, bro. Hey, don't die. I didn't say die. Hey, you see, we, I kept that out. We ride together. I said, ride together. Hey, I'm family for life. Hey, you heard me. Ride together, speak the family for life. It's 4 30. We got an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm with y'all. I got you. Right? So we on TV. I'm Martin Lawrence. This is the time we in right now. All right. <laughs> it's not Will Smith, bro. We are not dying together. We're going to ride. I didn't say die. I said ride. I said ride together, speak family for life. Nobody said Y'all are crazy, man. Talk to me, James. Talk to me, James. We're going to ride together. So you already know I ain't going with Chip. But (sighs) I want to take Prime out of this, man. I I, I think I'm looking at this right now, and I think a win over UCLA is going to be so big for Shador. Mm. It's going to be so Mm. big for Shiloh. It's going to be so big for Travis Hunter, right? It's going to be so uh, Horn Jr. All those boys. I'm talking about the boys in the locker room. They have not beaten a really good team since week one, right? Ranked Oregon beat you down, right? You lose to... USC. 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 And now you're about to go play UCLA. Mm. And you give up the biggest lead in, was it college Pac-12 football? History, or Pac-12 halftime. history. You know, being up that much at halftime. So for me, it's all about the response from the players. But I think confidence-wise for them to step on the field and beat a really good football team, to get that back in the locker room, to get that mojo back in the locker room, because Prime could get up there in these team meetings and motivate these boys as much as they want. But they got to go do it. So I think this is going to be huge for them if they can get this done. For context, America, common opponents, UCLA, their last opponent, it was a win over Stanford, 42-7. to mm. Colorado, mm. their last opponent, it was a loss to Stanford, 46-43. Mm. Mm. Just so y'all know what Prime has himself up against, and for context for y'all watching the game, it will be good. All right, coming up, we kicked off week eight last night with the Buffalo Bills getting a big-time W. But we will reveal mm. our picks of who we think is going to win every game this weekend. You'll hear from all of us. That's next on Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to (laughs) do? James Lamb. I'm my living. All right, family, two-minute drill. Y'all need to put time on the clock so I know exactly how much time we have. But as we make our picks, my surprising pick for the week, Mm. I guess I will say I took the Colts over the Saints. Joy Taylor. Ooh, um, I have the Colts over the Saints, too. I think my surprising week is the uh, pick of this week is the Steelers over the Jags. That's a good matchup. That's a good matchup. And uh, there are some tough ones on here, though, but I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. Yeah, you see, I'm searching. But uh, one of my (laughs) surprise picks on here, I got the Brownies over the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a really good game, game, but I got the Browns edging them out. You got Bengals over the Niners, too. I do have the Bengals over the Niners. You got Niners? Bengals. Don't oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You try to whisper I, that I, one. I got huh? the Niners over the um, Bengals. Yeah, oh, you're the lone wolf, dog. You're the lone wolf. Oh, so you got the Jags over bad the boys, Bad boys, bad boys. I like it. I like what it. All right, family. Appreciate y'all hanging with us all week. Have a good weekend. Peace.